You're listening to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your host, Micah from Fifth Quarter. Uh, Dan is not going to be joining me tonight. Dan has some other stuff going on, uh, but we will be reconvening here to talk basketball. Um, Our final football podcast of the 2020 season. Uh, Obviously, the national championship game took place uh, on Monday. I'm recording this Thursday night at 9 o'clock. But obviously, Monday night, we saw Alabama take care of Ohio State for the national title and Ohio State team that was depleted, which was disappointing to see. I don't think that would have been enough for them to beat Alabama, but it would have been nice to kind of see Ohio State at full strength. But uh, I thought it would be a good way to wrap up the season. Instead of doing power rankings, instead of really breaking down in too much detail the entire you know ACC team by team on how they did. I figured it'd be a little bit more fun and enjoyable and just a little bit quicker. So obviously starting everyone's trying to transition over to basketball and with spring sports coming up here pretty soon. I figured it'd be a good time just to kind of do a report card. You know, where your team went. This is based off based off what my preseason expectations were, what other people's preseason expectations were, uh, kind of what happened in terms of, you know, maybe if a team had more COVID issues or injuries, a little bit more understandable for a difficult season. On the flip side, someone that, you know, just straight underperformed. So to make this easier, we are going to go in alphabetical order. We are going to include Notre Dame for this. Um, but I think we'll obviously start off with Boston College. What an incredible first year for Coach Halfley. This is a team that really just, I mean, we knew on the on this podcast that, you know, there was a chance Boston College would be much improved. Uh, we liked the idea of A.J. Dillon, not A.J. Dillon, excuse me, David Bailey. A.J. Dillon's gone. David Bailey to be a really big workhorse. That offensive line was going to be a key piece. And with Phil Jakovic, that offense could take a step forward at the quarterback position. But, I don't think anyone really saw what we were going to get from this Boston College team where they could just move the ball at a phenomenal rate through the air. They finished, of course, 5-5 five and five on the season. Or excuse me, 6-5 and five on the season, 5-5 five and five in the ACC. So a very good year considering everything. This program is trending in the right direction. They're finally recruiting at a higher rate than they have been. Um, I mean, obviously, we look back on their slate and – you know, the Texas State game was a little bit of alarm, but they played North Carolina incredibly close. That Virginia Tech loss was pretty bad, but I mean, they took care of business. They almost upset Clemson in Death Valley. And this was a team that was kind of hit or miss, a little, little wishy-washy. Obviously, they ended the season with a loss to Virginia in a game where Virginia, I think, played maybe their best game, if not second best game of the season. Uh, they looked great in that game, uh, the Who's did. So I'm not really going to hold too much against Boston College. But this is a program trending in the right direction. I can't give them an A. And the only reason why I can't is they had, again, just a lot of you know hiccups, obviously ending the season with a loss to Virginia. But some of the teams that they kind of, you know, I think they should have beaten by a little bit more. They kind of struggled with, obviously, not luck, but just another unfortunate bounce for Pitt gives Boston College a win. B-plus for me. I was thinking maybe A-minus, but B-plus for the Eagles because I personally thought they were going to be a little bit better than everyone expected. I love the Halfley hire. This program's trending in the right direction. Uh, the run game needs to improve. I mean, <laughs> I think if you're a Boston College fan, you're not too upset about the run game, only because the passing game was so phenomenal and way over ex- like over exceeded the expectations people thought. But again, that running rushing attack was not very good. I, if I'm not mistaken, I have the stats in front of me. They were 
near the bottom of the conference in rushing. Yeah, they were 14 out of 15 for rushing, which you don't really expect from Boston College. And, of course, the only team that was worse was Syracuse. So not ideal for the Eagles. But, you know, again, this team put up points when it needed to. It was 11th in the conference in scoring, so not, again, great offensive output. But huge step forward, huge great first year. I think this is momentum that, you know, this kind of obviously Broncos first year at Virginia wasn't very good with a two and ten start, but kind of had that just you could tell the culture was changing. And I don't think Steve Adazio's culture was too like it wasn't like Steve Adazio love a huge mess. So that's obviously huge. Uh, and that's helped halfway as well. But overall, very good season for the Eagles. Moving on, our darling Clemson. You know, this feels wrong. It really feels wrong, and I'm probably going to take some heat for this. Clemson, B+. I think when it comes to expectations, it was kind of national champions or bust. At minimum, national championship and bust, and they didn't get there. And I understand, you know, there were some hiccups along the way. Obviously, some COVID issues both defensively and, of course, Trevor Lawrence missing two games. But this is a team that was better than what they should have been. Obviously, they rolled Notre Dame in the conference championship game, but Ohio State manhandled them. And, you know, there are, there are some reasonings, I think, behind it, but in the end, it's about winning the game. And I think if you're a Clemson fan, anything, like, you know, maybe if they had not lost Notre Dame in the regular season, their only loss was Ohio State, you can still maybe look at the A-minus range for the, for the Clemson Tigers. But a two-loss season for Clemson, which is... <laughs> You know, that's an incredible feat. You know, if, you're, if your team's losing two losses and that's still not a, an A season. But, yeah, B-plus for me, just not not what I wanted to see. I mean, obviously, they struggled with Boston College. They struggled a little bit with Virginia. I mean, they just weren't as dominant as I kind of was hoping and expecting to see from this Clemson team. So, give me a B-plus. Um, not great. Moving on to former Clemson quarterback, now former Duke quarterback, though Duke quarterback for the 2020 season, Duke Bryce's led, or Duke Bryce, Chase Bryce's led Duke team. I know Dan gave them an F on his rankings. I'm not going to go that far. They did a good job kind of handling COVID. Um, I think this team was just a little overhyped with the Chase Bryce things. It wasn't like the quarterback position was the only major issue Duke had. But with that being said, still a D minus for me. Um, still a failing grade. Obviously, you're not getting into Duke with D minuses. This is an offense that scored 13th in the conference in total points. Um, just not not an overall, you know, great team. 24.8 points a game. Not terrible. But the problem was they were worse in the conference on the defensive side of the ball, and that's what killed them. They were just horrendous on that side of the ball giving up over 38.1 points per game. They just weren't really competitive. Uh, I really was kind of shocked when they played Virginia. Obviously, they had that tough start against Boston College. That was honestly a shocker to me how poorly that went for Duke. But when they played Virginia and they were kind of competitive for that first half, I was like, you know, this is one of those Duke teams, again, that you just don't want to play. Like, you know, the same type of Duke team that, you know, rolled Virginia Tech and Blacksburg two years ago where they're going to catch somebody. Duke didn't really catch anybody. And that's kind of where my issue was with Duke. I mean, normally in a, in a normal year, Duke is that team that maybe will not upset UNC, but play them close. 
But I mean, they got rolled by Georgia Tech. They got rolled by Florida State. They got rolled by Miami. They obviously beat Syracuse, so maybe not the worst team in the conference. But you know, they played Virginia Tech close again. It's kind of just how it works. Virginia Tech and Duke is always closer than it really should be. Obviously, Duke played Notre Dame close, but again, I credit that more to Notre Dame just kind of being out of whack. But again, they let North Carolina handle them pretty easily as well. The way they ended the season was just horrendous. Um, yeah, D minus for me. Uh, of course, moving on. Next is Florida State. You know, this is, might get a little bit of heat too. This is with the program that is Florida State. I didn't expect a lot of Florida State this year. So with that being said, I'm going C minus. Uh, still not a passing grade, but considering everything that went on, I mean, I don't want to get into who was right, who was wrong. I'm not blaming Florida State for some of their issues, but I mean, they had COVID issues off the wazoo all season long. That was kind of just the state of Florida in general. But, you know, they were canceling games on opponents day of. But I'm not going to hold that against this team. When it comes to Mike Norvell, you know, there was the off-season stuff with not, you know, his words not really backing up what he was doing when it came to the social justice issues and COVID protocols and everything like that. Players opting out, players get key players getting hurt. Right now, they're doing a pretty good job on getting the transfer portal, and that could obviously help Florida State moving forward. But honestly, like Florida State was one of those teams that I mean, they beat North Carolina. They beat by far the second true ACC team, third if you have to throw Notre Dame mix, best team in the conference. And yeah, you can call it fluky. I completely can agree with you if you think it's fluky. But on the flip side, I mean. They were, they were not that bad comparatively to, I think, all of the, the drama that was going on there. I think they got hit harder than most teams. So maybe I should punish them, for, punish them for that. But when I think about just the season as a whole, for how bad it truly felt, like, you know, people were always ragging on Florida State. And, you know, I think some of it's earned. But, you know, this is a team that, in the end, really wasn't that bad. Three and six, not a great year. Obviously, four State Sanders, not great. They struggled with Jacksonville State. And the Georgia Tech loss, not great to start the year. But, you know, this is a team, again, that beat Duke to end the year. You know, obviously beat Florida State. So, or excuse me, beat North Carolina. So, obviously, they didn't have many big wins. Tobacco Road was their uh, kind of stomping ground there. So, credit to NC State for being the only uh, ACC team out of North Carolina to beat Duke. Obviously, Wake and Duke was canceled, I think, once or twice, or postponed and canceled two or three times. But, again, this is a team that, overall, I mean, scoring offense was horrendous. Um, 12th in the conference, very unlike Florida State. The defense, again, struggled. Uh, Marvin Wilson just can't do it all by himself. And at and, and a, and a point, too, I mean, if I'm Marvin Wilson, some people said he didn't really play, like he didn't give his all. I wouldn't say that, but I can't blame him if your team's down 20. You're not going all out to try to strip sack somebody with six minutes left when you have the NFL draft calling your name. So something to kind of, you know, take with a grain of salt, I guess. But overall, I don't think it was too bad for Florida State. So moving on to the next one, Georgia Tech. I gave Georgia Tech a lot of heat. Georgia Tech fans probably don't like me because I've always ranked them low in my power rankings. I kept saying it's just not their year. I don't think they're that good. But, you know, 3-7, and 3-6 and six in conference, not too shabby. 
Played NC State and Pitt well to end the season. Obviously beat Duke handily. Uh, Clemson put a, a big number on them, but you know you can kind of live with that. What hurt me or haunts me or made me you know, stay really low on Georgia Tech was that 17-point loss to Syracuse. That was a weird game where it was delayed, and I don't remember if it was COVID tests that were pending or I think someone said there may have been a lighting issue, a tech issue somewhere at the Carrier Dome, but there was something going on that game, but still no excuse to lose to Syracuse by 17. It was earlier in the year, so I mean, there is, I guess, that factor to it, but Jeff Collins is definitely the right guy. He's doing a great job to attack. This program is going to take some time to rebuild. I do think it's, in a way, kind of like that Bronco Hall thing. I keep bringing it up, but that was probably the, the biggest turnaround um, that we've had recently from an ACC coach. I mean, Dave Clawson's done a great job as well. You can look at it there. But, you know, this was a team that was struggling. Last year, they were not very good. I do think they took a, a solid step forward this year. So because of the step forward, it's a C. They pass. They move on to next year. Um, they need to improve, but they did. I think they I think they got to my expectations. Uh, they didn't underperform. Uh, that Syracuse loss is still bad, but sometimes, you just, and especially in a year like this, bad losses are just going to happen. So that's my thoughts on Georgia Tech. Now we move on. Let's see. I'm going to do some alphabetical order in my head, I believe. Yes, the next one would be Louisville. Louisville disappointed me. And, you know, I got pretty excited, pretty happy when I kept saying that, you know, Louisville was the most overrated team. Did not expect this type of overrated. I was kind of glad that I hit on that a little bit. But, I mean, this is a Louisville team that started the season, you know, not ranked to start the year, but was 18th going into the Miami game in week two of the ACC slate, week three of college football. And, you know, played Miami pretty close. Was still ranked heading to Pitt. Both teams, most of those teams were ranked, and Louisville lost a close one. And, you know, next thing you know, Louisville's getting blown up by Georgia Tech. So, strange, strange year for the card. And they come back around and, and, and played Notre Dame close. Never really thought they were going to win that one, but they played them heck of close. Uh, obviously, Louisville blew out Florida State. Um, you know, that Virginia loss was less than ideal kind of late in the year, but obviously. That Wake Forest win to end the season obviously is a great high note. Um, Louisville, you get a D plus for me. You, you know, I said you were overrated, but I did not expect three and seven from you. Sorry, four and seven, three and seven in the conference. Uh, your slate, you know, really wasn't that bad. Um, I know that might not be fair because you did get Notre Dame, but you avoided Clemson, and that's kind of the biggest thing. You also played teams like Syracuse, Florida State, Georgia Tech, who are in the bottom four of the conference for me. And, you know, I think in the end, you were if, if you were to tell me who's the better team on paper, Louisville was better than Virginia. Louisville was better than Wake Forest. Obviously, they beat Wake Forest. I would say Louisville was better than Pitt, too, and Georgia Tech. So this is a Louisville team that I think going into it, my expectation was more like a six and five, seven and four. So obviously they did not exceed or even get to those expectations. So for me, a D plus, which kind of seems like a crazy take. I don't think that Louisville's, you know, screwed in the long term, but I do think it killed a lot of the momentum. Winning that Wake Forest game definitely helped even salvage some momentum, but they kind of shot themselves in the foot um, for that hype train for next season. So it'll be interesting what we get from the cards next year. Uh, obviously, we got Miami next. Uh, finished the season ranked 22nd. 
lost to Oklahoma State to end the season in a close one without De'Aaron King, where honestly De'Aaron King going down sparked this team. Uh, De'Aaron King's coming back. Uh, they got some pieces in the transfer portal as well. I think if you're a Miami fan, this is an A-, and you might say, well, this is a typical Miami team. Got blown out by North Carolina on the grand stage. Sure. That's that's perfectly reasonable. And obviously you lost your bowl game, a very Miami-esque thing. But considering what we expected from Miami, I personally did not see them being as good as they were. They won games close in tough fashions when they needed to the most. So credit to them there. Obviously in those big primetime, two primetime games that they had this year, three if you count the bowl game, um, you know, the two ABC games they got though, Miami and Clemson, and of course Miami versus North Carolina. Both ended in absolute blowouts, so that's something that's cause for concern. But this Miami team took a step forward. They did not really lose any bad games. And you might go, well, their losses were by blowouts. Correct. But this is a Miami team for the first time in, (laughs) I don't remember what the number was, but it's been a while. All of their losses were to ranked opponents. And no matter how you want to look at that, that's a win in my book if you're a Miami fan. I am not a Miami fan, so you know maybe I'm just an outsider that's off here. But I genuinely feel like you beat the best team in the Conference USA. Again, you don't want to pride yourself on beating you know teams. But comparatively to the year before where you were losing to FIU and Louisiana Tech, you took care of business in that game. Again, you lost in bad fashions on your two primary games. But you were the underdog against Clemson. And against North Carolina, I think you may have even been the underdog there. Let me check the spread real quick. But I do believe, no, Miami was a three-point favorite. So, you know, this was a game that could have gone either way. But we saw what North Carolina was capable of. I think North Carolina was the best team and what would have been the Coastal this year after looking back on it. So, of course, no hard feelings for Miami on that kind of end to the season. Uh, Up next, uh, I do believe we're going in alphabetical order. It would be North Carolina. Yes, it would be North Carolina. So obviously, I'm going to give this in a minus. Um, no, yeah, a minus. And the only reason why I'm saying that is the way they dominated Miami. I know there's a lot of flack out there. A lot of folks are saying, you know, I even saw a couple North Carolina fans saying that you know, on, on Dan's tweet about what his was, that it should be a B-plus or even a B for North Carolina. And they had good reasons. Obviously, the blow not the blowout, but the loss to a really bad Florida State team, um, as well as, of course, the loss to Notre Dame but and, and the loss to Virginia. But if Virginia's had North Carolina's number... Um, you know, obviously it's a four loss North Carolina team, which kind of stinks, you know, eight and four was their, was their record. But I think from my expectations, they were there, but I think it's more of just the, the, the promise of the future. Their last two games, you roll Miami. And then of course you end it by, you know, they lost to Texas A&M. They lost by 14 though. If you obviously watched that game, that game was a lot closer. It was the best bowl performance of any ACC team. Which, again, when you go 0-6 in bowl games, not great. But it's better than nothing, right? So we'll uh, take, we'll try to find a positive in bad times. But I'm going to go A- minus here just because, I, again, I didn't have as much high expectations on North Carolina. And I think the way they ended the season, the momentum they have rolling into 2021 is enough for me to say that it was, you know, you didn't get that perfect A, but you know, give me give me an 89.6, and I'm going to round it up to a 90. So that's kind of where my head's at with the Tar Heels. NC State, A. 
A, 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 A. And you might go, well, that loss to Kentucky was terrible. They had some key people out. And I mean, not like in terms of their best, like, you know, it's not like they're missing their star quarterback or their star running back or they're missing, you know, half their offense. But they were missing the pieces that made their defense what it was when it comes to clogging the middle of the field. A team like Kentucky, Salim McNeil, and the linebacking core is fully there, healthy, and everything like that. I don't see how North Carolina State loses that game. Christopher Dunn, rumor was he was sick as a dog. He was struggling. Honestly, NC State should have won that game. Uh, you know, should have, could have, would have. But when it comes to NC State, I genuinely believe that they just overperformed for me. I did say that Dave Dorn did not deserve to lose his job uh, going into the year. I had NC State underrated as well. But, you know, an 8-4 and four season, you finished as good as your rival on Tobacco Road. Excuse me. You lost that game, of course, to UNC. But 8-4 and four season after a... I don't know if it was three and nine or two and I think it was three and nine season the year before. Huge, huge upgrade. So give me an A. You could have gotten an A plus if you finished it with a bowl win, but you know, A for me. Great job, Pack. Up next, and hopefully the final time I ever review, but Notre Dame. You know, I enjoyed having Notre Dame in the conference. Anyone that says they didn't, that's fine. It felt wrong. It's not fair they get to take our bowl games every year, but you know, I did enjoy having a top five team in our conference. Another one, excuse me. But Notre Dame lived up to the hype. They beat Clemson. Again, there's a lot of asterisks by that per se. I think that doesn't matter. They were the better team that night regardless of who's in the lineup. But, you know, Notre Dame, I'm going to give you an A-. minus. I, I think if you're Notre Dame... I don't think there's anything you can do about that Alabama game. Alabama was clearly the best team in college football. It's more of losing the AC Championship game the way you did. If you don't lose that game like that, I think that gives me a different taste a little bit. I think that would have been an A. But shout out to the Irish. They did a great job. A- minus for me. Up next, we've got Pitt. Pitt was so strange. They were getting hot at the right time. I think if Pitt would have went to a bowl game, they would have won. They beat Georgia Tech 34-20. They obviously got blown out by Clemson. But the way they rolled Virginia Tech, the way they rolled Florida State, I mean, this team was very hit or miss. But down the stretch, I liked where Pitt was headed. I think the future of Pitt is looking good. I'm going to give it a solid B, kind of leaning B+, plus, but we'll stick with the B just because, again, I feel like there should have been more. I expected better, but... They still did what they needed to do, and I don't think it was a bad year. They would have made a bowl game. So if you're a Pitt fan, don't be too upset. they got to f- improve the offense, especially the rushing attack. They were just above Boston College, so they were 13th in the conference and running the football, which that's not the Pitt thing to do. So I expect that to improve. So that, you know, it should be some good news for Pitt if that does happen. Um, up next would be, yes, it would be Syracuse. So Syracuse, again, terrible year. Give me an F. I did not expect this to be this bad for Duke, or excuse me, for Syracuse. You lost to Duke. You did beat Georgia Tech, so that's you know, a nice, solid win, I guess. But you lost to Liberty. Liberty, again, top 25 teams. Not Nothing too wrong with that, but we're talking about a 1-9, one 1-10 one one season for the Orange. I don't think Demon Babers should be out, but... And this is a team that's two years removed, maybe three, from the Camping World Bowl in a top 25 you know, season. 
not ideal. Quarterback play was brutal. Offense was just horrendous. The worst rushing attack in the entire conference. You know, they, they just need to improve. The defense was getting beat for big plays. I mean, not much more I want to spend on that with Syracuse, but just less than ideal there. Up next, just make sure I'm just not missing anybody here as I go through the list. So it's going to be Wake Forest. No. Sorry, Virginia. I'm mixing up my W's and my V's. So we got Virginia, 5-5, five and 4-5 five, and five in the conference. I'm going to give it I'm going to give it a C plus. I think that when you look at it as a whole, I was a little bit higher on Virginia than most were. Um, I do think that Virginia kind of finished where I expected them to finish. I think my biggest issue was is just how, you know, one-sided the season was. I mean, this Virginia team and a lot of the games they lost, I just genuinely believe they just were not focused. They just looked checked out and that's very unlike a Bronco Mendenhall team that NC State lost. I mean, they didn't wake up till the third quarter. Um, obviously, some things happened. Armstrong went down, but they did not look very good there. Same with the Wake Forest game. Miami, I mean, Miami slept walk to a victory in that game. And then all of a sudden, Virginia wakes up against North Carolina. Wins that one at home. Then takes care of business moving forward. I mean, the only thing that you know stood in the way, and I think this would have been what would have gotten them a B, in my opinion, if they beat Virginia Tech. And the way Virginia Tech just... You know, I'll play them. Virginia Tech was, I would argue that Virginia, coming into the game, especially as the way momentum was and health and everything like that, was probably, if not, maybe not the better team on paper, but just of how all, all the momentum was and everything like that, Virginia should have won that game, in my opinion. However, Virginia Tech was the better roster, and Virginia Tech just came ready to play. I mean, Virginia Tech was far and beyond the better team that day. Uh, December 12th in Blacksburg. Cup went back home to Blacksburg. So, shout out to Virginia Tech. Taking care of that. We'll obviously get to their report card view in a minute. But, you know, for a team that wants to continue to really dominate the state and wanted to, you know, continue to make a statement in a year where Virginia Tech was really struggling, that could have been the, the dagger to the Virginia Tech confidence. I mean, fans are still not happy in Blacksburg, but... Virginia beats them in Blacksburg for the first time in whatever it was, 20 years. Obviously, not, not only a 1,000 people could be in attendance for that game, but, you know, you win in Blacksburg regardless. I mean, Virginia Tech would have finished under 500. That would have been a dagger. But, Virginia, you passed. Step forward next year is needed. Virginia Tech, though you beat Virginia, I'm going to give you a C minus. Actually, I'll give you a C. I think you passed. I think there is... Excitement for next year. Obviously, the transfer portal has been brutal to them, but now it's getting a little bit. They're kind of, you know, you know what the transfer portal taketh, it giveth back. So again, Virginia Tech not overall in too much trouble going into next year. The Fire Fuente crowd is up. His hot seat's going to be warm. This is a team again all over the place. You know, they roll NC State, kind of struggle a little bit with Duke. Lose a, a battle with North Carolina. And then roll Boston College, beat Louisville. You know, tough play, tough calls against Liberty. Same thing with Miami's tough break there. But, you know, Pitt rolled them. Clemson rolled them. Uh, but they were competitive in the first half. And I think if you're a Virginia Tech fan, you might want to say it was a, a, a last loss year. And I understand at Virginia Tech you expect to be contending for AC titles every single year and title every single year. But considering... You know, the fact you brought the cup back home, you 
had your star quarterback out for at least half the year, it felt like Hen Hooker was not fully, you know, in the right mindset, you know, just, you know, with health and everything like that. Then you talk about, again, the way they were able to use Khalil Herbert and James Blackshear. Good enough for me. I think a C is a solid spot. You pass. You need to improve next year. You can't continue to be going along this path. If you do this again next year, you're going to get below a C because it's going to be harder. But, you know, not overall a bad season in terms of, I don't think it, I think that this year may have been better than last year. And people might say, oh, that's not true. You know, I think beating Virginia is a bigger piece to the puzzle. Um, Obviously the bowl streak ended, but that was more by choice. I don't know. Maybe not losing the Liberty could be a more detrimental. I, I don't really know. I, I just feel like around you know Blacksburg, when if you're losing to Virginia, that's where it gets bad. I think getting the cut back is enough to make a passing grade. Let's move on to next year and hopefully things get better for the Hokies. Last but not least, my Wake Forest Demon Deacons. I'm gonna give Wake a a B. They kind of played to my expectations. I thought they were going to be just about as good as they were. That Louisville loss at the end of the year, and obviously the Wisconsin loss in the bowl game were brutal. Um, I thought they were the better team. They were the better team against Wisconsin. Just besides turnovers, obviously the, the turnovers matter, but that was the main difference there for Wake. Um, Coach Claus does a great job again getting this team to another bowl game. That's four straight now? Five straight. Five straight now. Five straight. Um, obviously, I went to three straight wins and they have not won the two bowl games I've missed so uh, hopefully I can attend their bowl game next year hopefully they get to a bowl game next year but I think Wake Forest overall did a good job uh, nothing overly special but expectations especially across the country for Wake were very very low so I think they you know did enough to where they weren't A plus students or anything like that but they did enough to where you're like wow I'm really surprised how they did so credit to Wake there overall I want to give a grade to the conference I'm going to give it a B. And some people go, well, terrible bowl slate, you know, 0-6. We're not, we may be the worst power five conference. I think the bottom of the conference took a step forward. We had competitive teams. I mean, the worst team in the conference, Syracuse, still got a win. Not ideal that, of course, you know, makes maybe makes the bottom of the conference look worse. But I don't think there was a huge gap amongst many teams this year, minus Clemson, Notre Dame, than the rest of the field. You know, there's some tiers there, but... Overall, I think the conference got more competitive. I do think, obviously, it helps when you have two playoff teams. Both did not perform in the playoffs overly well, but you still get half the playoffs coming from your conference. You know, I think that if the AC didn't have these as many teams as they did opt out of bowl games, I don't think 0-6 would have been the case. Their matchups were less than ideal. I mean, the one matchup where, on paper, based off record or anything like that, the better team, you know, it was sure the ACC was the NC State game, but you look at that, and what Kentucky was, Kentucky, of course, played a very tough SEC schedule. But two, Kentucky is all about running the football. And what was NC State missing? The defensive front. So, again, it is what it is. You can't make excuses. But I think the ACC season was not as bad as everyone said. I do think the ACC, again, because I think I'm giving them a little extra, maybe some extra credit, because obviously the ACC was a big part with the SEC to play football this year. Um, of course, you know, the Big 12 did join along as well, so credit to them. I think the AC didn't do as bad out of conference, per se. Obviously, Liberty was 2-1 against AC teams, but sometimes you have to take what you get, and unfortunately, it didn't always play out the greatest, but I think this was not a bad year for the ACC. So, 
anyways, that kind of wraps this up. I tried to keep it short. It wasn't the shortest, 30 minutes, but I appreciate everybody listening. Everyone, please stay safe. Uh, remember to love each other, you know, regardless of who or what you believe in. We're all human. We're all in this together. So please just support each other, love each other. Um, thank you for listening. As always, it just means a little bit less here at the ACC. I'm excited to talk basketball with Dan. Excited to get you know a chance to do a pod with Dan. It feels like it's been forever. Um, but thanks again for listening. Everyone, please stay safe. As always, it means just a little bit less, and go ACC.